And we didn't specify what kind of mushrooms. We didn't specify what kind <laughs> yeah. of experience. We didn't specify where. We didn't specify that the words that we're speaking are English. This could be a different language with the mouth sounds having a completely different meaning than what the law is currently interpreting it as. So we're legally sound. I want to go sell Medicare Just, to old people right now. This. <laughs> In Mumland. Oh, happy Easter episode. I'm uh, I'm going to take this in, soak it in, uh, and enjoy it because I need to take this stupid thing off of my mouth um, <laughs> so that I don't drive my audio listeners crazy. But this is the Easter episode, in case you couldn't tell. Be funny if we were like, you know what? Let's use that one in May for no reason. <laughs> oh, and now I can't put it back on because I—I'll tell you one thing about these cheap bunny suits: is the nose string will uh, pop right off, easy peasy. Mm, same with my that. masks. Every type of mask <laughs> I've gotten, and I don't even have a big snozz or a big. Freddie Mercury uh, overbite or anything. I've got no, a pretty, none of that. pretty regular yeah, sized facial features yeah. over here, but still it uh, pops out all the time when I use yeah. masks. I I love your whiskers. Thank you. I was, I have to say, I was like, I had my hopes up a little bit that maybe you're going to paint on whiskers. Like in my, in, in my wildest dreams, it was actually <laughs> painting on a little bunny. I was going to, but whiskers. I couldn't, uh, Catherine was at the yeah. beach and I didn't know what makeup she had. And I could have used, <laughs> could have used a not permanent marker for it. But then these yeah. little pipe clean, like not even real pipe cleaners, like elementary school crafts, pipe cleaners were you in our art it. yeah i made the the whiskers and wow. i even rolled them into a nose <laughs> for myself the ears are from <laughs> the ds of course of course yeah dollar store yeah. yeah i was i was gonna get the you know i went into the party store yesterday just before it was closing guy snuck me in last minute because he's and, and he's like what are you looking for i'm like just i want to be some sort of bunny or something <laughs> and, <laughs> and they just immediately call the cops he, he pointed me to then it was by the register it was just nothing but those ears and then these ones um, are you one you're wearing right like, now like, yeah it, 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 and i was like mm, yeah that'll work but what else do you have? <laughs> and, and then when I saw this, I mean, it looks like, um, um, I, it, it looks like classically better on the box. Sure. Like you take it out. But, <laughs> but for our purposes, this is better of course than the is. pristine bunny outfit that you see on the box. Because for the show, you don't want the Big Mac to look like the 
picture on the thing you want it to be the sloppy what the hell is for our show a hundred percent (laughs) yes and i'd love to up our game over the years like one day i would like to show up in a full like thousand dollar sports mascot suit I used we to be have. that for this show with uh, Martha Kelly and Andy Ritchie, rest in peace. They used to do a show at Cap City in Austin called In the Can, and I would play this mouse called Gregory, and I had a full mouse costume, like professional NFL grade with the big giant head and the the eyes that were one-way mirrors. It was a good times. Wow. Amazing. I um <laughs> and no one came to the show. It was like in the big room and it was like a fifth full, which made it even better. <laughs> uh yeah, I love oh, you want to hear this? So here's an exciting um potential drop. It, we have a potential dump for the uh for the festival i don't like making ramin nervous with my surprises <laughs> <laughs> anymore i'm used to this it now now i'm just embracing one. it this is a safe one. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's what happened you know mindy i never mindy tucker mindy kaling yep mindy tucker on on our one of our patreon people mindy tucker is one of our patreons no 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 Mindy, no, Mindy, one of our Patreon, uh, what's her Instagram? It, it unfortunately rabbits can't type. Um, <laughs> okay, and, someone and named so Mindy. This, Are you sure it's Mindy, not Mandy? A mandolin? Mando? I think it's Mindy. Okay, either um, way, you're Mindy for this episode. I'm on, Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> two Easter bunnies told you it's bad luck to disobey two easter buddies uh, yeah yeah if people trust my ability to get a name right at this point like they haven't been listening to the show but someone in the ballpark of a mindy pretty sure it's mindy because she comes to game night it's a great artist and um she's on discord and it turns out that um the oh you want to drop the name of the retreat place today since we throw a little or should we make him go to discord to check it out still um maybe one word of it and then the rest you can get at discord say the first Mm. word it's 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 a place in raleigh uh north carolina it's just go to the discord you can find it Mm. Yeah, yeah, we did. I, it's just go to Discord. We're keeping it secret for one more show for whatever reason. We don't know why. Um, just to get you to go to Discord. So we're on Discord, and um, and the the person who, who will soon be revealed whose retreat place it is, and also does festival. The the reason we're able to make um, our mind under uh, my our mind under fest work is because we have this amazing deal, and we. We dropped a bunch of photos, and it has outhouses there. We're also getting porta potties and stuff, uh, you know, to accommodate more people. But it has outhouses there, as pictures of that, and we we put a bunch of pictures of just everything in the whole space on Discord. And Mindy is like, "I think those are the outhouses." The conversation went something like this. She goes, "I think those are the outhouses that a company that I work for makes." And we should, I should see if they'll send an uh, outhouse down there 
that we can decorate and have like um, um our own outhouse, our own outhouse. Wow! At the, at the mom fest grounds. Is it plastic? That we all get to paint. No wood. Wood like with like a, a moon a, door, <laughs> and we can make our own engraving on it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So there's some talk of that. Uh, no matter what. We're at least going to get a plastic outhouse to paint. We've already all decided on that. That's very doable. That's within the budget. Otherwise, I've failed as a festival producer. Yeah, but. and please don't paint the inside of it, everyone, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Keep those bowel movements uh, in. And I and I was like, oh, man, that's amazing. We're going to have a whole like ribbon cutting ceremony <laughs> and everything and decide who has the first. I was like, oh, man, it's going to it's going to require I'm going to have to like really get in a, the right mental place to have a whole festival of people cheering me on to break (laughs) that seal. And then there's talk of drum circles happening and everything else. We've been having... We've been having having fun coming up with ideas for our muff on on Discord. And so... Maybe something outhousey is going to happen, but I already I already got a hold of someone at at Duke, uh, past guest of mine, who's going to be doing a, a live. Here we are, and um, and talking about the kind of evolution of of uh, festivals and things like that, and. Um, depending on how many people show up, which will release tickets, ahead, go to mind under, um, mindunderpod.com to sign up for the email so we can get a sense of how many people are interested because that will determine ba- basically I have a lead on a whole bunch of um, science authors from, uh, from Duke that could potentially come and have like a little book fair area cool. like by the art area and stuff too. So if there's a bunch of people, then we can just have throughout the day, like, Hey, if you go over here, someone will talk about their book for 30 minutes and you can ask questions or whatever. And then it's just on the schedule and you can pop in and see one that you're interested in and one that you're not. That's if there's enough people where there's like, it makes sense to have multiple activities going on and stuff. I was thinking it's just like, a hun- yeah, I was yeah. thinking of being George Washington and doing zero research, but you come by and you press a, a button and then I speak about the cherry tree and writing the Declaration <laughs> of Independence for 30 minutes. And if you walk away, I still keep on talking until someone else comes and presses the button. Well, the, the trick is, is it's going to be difficult to because we're already doing two live mind under matters because there's an opening ceremony and then a closing ceremony and then we're each doing one of our own podcasts i might be doing we maybe will be doing stand up too and then we want to meet everyone and hang out with everyone as well so we're going to be busy boys plus i'm going to be working the kissing booth the whole time that's going to keep me busy can you i looked up i looked up festival ideas recently and kissing booth came up and i was like what the fuck century i can you believe people used to have like maybe i'm more of a germaphobe than some people or something like that and if it's like it's so 
you know, we have all of these different sub selves and different drives. Cause like I'll tongue a butt on a second date. If I'm like really into <laughs> if it's somebody. 2015. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The peak, the peak of ass eating season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but the idea of like a line of strangers at a kiss, even a peck is like, even the French, like kissing everyone on the cheek and everything like that. Ah, really? People did that? You just line up and like, here's a dollar. Yeah. Give me a smooth. And you say what century? And the answer is last century, which is basically last 20 century. years ago. Yeah, and 20. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that clip of Jim Carrey, not to throw Jim Carrey under the bus in any way, but it is an interesting cultural thing where apparently during some MTV Music Awards thing, he just went up and kissed Alicia Silverstone, like gave a big French kiss with no mm -hmm. warning. And she looked a little shaken by it. But at the time mm -hmm. that wasn't seen as there was no Me Too at the moment. Now that would be seen yeah. as like, what did he just do? Did If they didn't plan that, that was assault technically. But uh, yeah, back then yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, come on. He's Jim Carrey. It's OK. Uh, you take chances. Yeah. Jim Carrey is one of those people when when um when you are you are talking about recently like who who's gonna make it you know is I think a bonus episode we were make talking what? about Greg Giraldo like who's gonna make it in the minds for like oh. you know Richard Pryor's still in our minds George Carlin's still in our mind people aren't like sitting around watching the specials but people take a peek out of I mean. I used to watch every bit of stand up that I could get my hands on. I loved stand. I would show. I remember my first Conan being in a hotel room before and before it was like airing and having people over. And I remember I was sharing clips of like other comedy and other people's stand up that I liked yeah. and stuff like that's how much I loved <laughs> stand up. And I forget that. Cause now I was like, ah, I haven't watched stand up in nearly a decade. Diminishing <laughs> like, returns. I mean, how many things yeah. can you observe or how many things can you be candid about and be vulnerable right. about? Like eventually you get the patterns until then there's people that break the mold, the wine block, the, uh, yeah, Daniel yeah. Simonson, the Maria's, the all, all those yeah. things, those will still hit you. Or Stanhopes, people that we just love, the top. But then, the the way we used to watch new stand up, that's like just it's never going to be as much. Yeah, maybe yeah, that'll change yeah. though. Stuff is but, cyclical. Uh, I mean, I I but I I bet you that there's I bet you there's a lot of new people out there that listen obsessively to like serious uh satellite radio uh like comedy stations and just all the like stand up good and bad that they can get and you know find the bill hicks and all of the lineage of like sam kennison and all these things that like i never even cared about that like mm -hmm. I, I never, I always just like wanted to watch a bunch of stand up. I never go, oh, and then this person did this, and then like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like who's around now? But it does make you think who's going to stick around. And I think, I think Jim Carrey's going to last for so long of with course. the movies that he's done. 
I, people will watch those hundreds of years from now. And he's a supernova like him and Robin Williams, the amount of energy that emanates from their being. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, well, they can't help, or at least in the nineties, they couldn't help but be the center of attention. Like they literally couldn't help it. Yeah. They would get up from the late night desk and go to the cameraman and like kiss his ass cheeks and then like go slap the yeah. producer and then go sit back down <laughs> and talk about the mask or something. and jim carrey's actually on that new weekend album uh, i think it's called dawn fm and he does like one track is just a spoken word kind of thing and it's really cool so he's even relevant today in the culture but this time as an old man and he was like adam sandler's comedy stuff like didn't continue to stay the core uh, you know stay relevant or whatever as much as like there, there's the classics but the he, but he's gotten into good serious work but jim carrey was also jim carrey and robin williams were also two that like got into serious roles and fucking nailed it robin williams probably more so obviously but but jim carrey did like eternal sunshine and oh and, uh, right what what's the What's that weird? Did you ever see that weird Showtime show that Kidding? he was? I think it's called Kidding. Yeah. yeah, Kidding was great. It was really good. Yeah, he's an alternate version so of strange. Yeah, he's like a Mister Rogers, like a fictional Mister Rogers type character with all these puppets and a controlling father and a and a mm-hmm. sister that wishes she was part of the spotlight, but the the father was always like, "No, you're meant to be behind the scenes. You're." Uh, you're a background, no stage presence type of person. And uh, <laughs> like, yeah, he struggles with expressing his, um, you know, his non-childlike side. I'm starting yeah, to just yeah. remember it now. I'd forgotten about that show and whether I'd watched it to completion. I think I did see it to completion, but no, it, it gets real. very weird at the end uh, and stuff too. Because it got like really, it got really like, um, I don't know very like artsy sort of magical sort of it was uh it got really trippy mm, yeah it, it became like a fever dream sort of a show yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah um oh did you get peeps by the way of course i got peeps <coughs> terrific um that's all that you got well it's like six peeps isn't that enough <laughs> maybe i thought like i wouldn't be able to get more than four We'll see. We're going to try to do a chubby bunny at the end of maybe of the, <laughs> spoiler alert, but this is going to keep them. Uh, y- you don't know like how many people drop off when, cause it's like they, you know, they, they've heard all uh, the Eastern rabbit facts and stuff that they need to. And like, I'm just too busy catching up on these bonus episodes on Patreon right now. And they forget to come back. So now you got to, uh, you got to tease what the end is going to be. We should do a trivia contest at the end of the year and the winner gets some ridiculous prize, but like it'll reward mm. people for having listened to every episode. And if they, they know all the stuff, then we give them Ooh. like $5, 7-Eleven to gift card or something. Can we give someone a shirt for an Easter egg? Of course. Okay. Here's the Easter egg. I have an Easter egg. It's in Psychonautics. There's a, there's a, first off, there's been a fun trend. I think we're going to make this a highlight clip. There's a fun trend that started 
um, during the music episode, which is every time I miss a joke of yours, hopefully, and people catch it, they'll, they'll put it on the discord or something. I hope they start putting it on YouTube and in the comments and whatnot too, but it's fun. But the first, <laughs> the first one, we're going to make a highlight of this so people can see was, uh, in the music discoveries episode. I was checking out the police again, pretty recently, like, uh, all the, all those guys who doesn't love Sting and uh, Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers and Derek Chauvin. How do you not how do you not love the Police? The, I need to listen to more to be honest because <laughs> they're one of those bands where it's like I just didn't hear it. I just didn't hear the Derek Chauvin guy who killed George Floyd reference, and then you just go and I just missed it, and then you just go, who doesn't love the police? And and you just see how delighted you are with yourself and knowing damn well that I missed it entirely. And you kept going with the conversation, but you could tell you were, you were giggling a little bit at the time. I must have just been like, I guess Ramin's just a little giggly right now. Yeah, maybe he thinks the name About- Stuart Copeland is funny. <laughs> Stuart Copeland so, never plays a backbeat, by the way. Ooh. They, Sting and Andy Summers always wanted him to play, like, just, can you please just play a regular drum beat? And he's like, no. He always has <laughs> to do some, like, some thing that's, like, off. It's like a measure off time or something, and that's what gave the police some of its magic. I might have oh, already said interesting. that. I'm full no. of facts. <laughs> Did you know Sting plays bass? And lives in a million and a half dollar, no, more than a million and a half dollar. What am I talking about? <laughs> a million and a half. <laughs> That's I'd nothing. be like, oh no, what happened to Sting? <laughs> that outhouse that we're going to get for Mumfest, if it was in the Los Angeles it's, area, it would be a million and a half dollars. Yeah, Just yeah. the outhouse, not even the lot that it lives on. Like you have to oh. lug it around on a truck. Um. So uh, an Easter egg, and I, I can't... I just can't tell you where it is because I'm not going to I'm not going to watch and I'm not going to make uh, McCool watch to find it. But in the movie Psychonautics, which is free on Amazon. So we did a thing and I may have talked about it on the show before, but we, ha- we have a psychedelic episode um, coming up for Bicycle Day next week. And uh, there's an Easter egg in Psychonautics. So the the. The um, documentary starts with me looking insane, like shirtless with all this paint and stuff on me. Black light I'm paint. Smoking. D- uh, uh, yeah, black light paint. And I'm, it's actually MAOI inhibitor and it's blah, blah, blah. And I'm smoking DMT and I look like a lunatic. And that was the plan from the start was to look that way. And what actually happened because I was like, oh, look crazy. And then people will watch the thing and actually like see things and be like, oh, that was just a set. That was, we were just like playing around with the idea of this is like what people's idea of what psychedelics will do to you is make you crazy. And then they actually did make me crazy. <laughs> but that was the original plan before I went crazy. And, um, and how that originated was we were doing a thing where we were, we, we would, we didn't know what we were doing. We had all these interviews and then I was like, I guess we'll just 
shoot me tripping like around the country and doing various different like going and getting my first ketamine like official treatment and things like that. And one of the things that we started playing around with was the idea of putting a like after I got done with the ketamine treatment or whatever, like we would draw a dick on my face. <laughs> so like I would wake up like or get out of the trip and there, there'd be a dick on my face. We were trying to like make a joke about like uh, how how stupid alcohol is basically. Can you imagine if this happened <laughs> after you're yeah. tripping? So in all these different scenarios and like a float tank and all these, we made sure and put like a dick on my face. And then, and so, uh, there was, if you look really closely at that face paint, uh, in the opening scene, there's like a big dick in the middle. Cause that's what we did first. We just drew a huge glow in the dark dick on my face. And then once it was on there, I was like, Oh, this is the plan. Let's make me look crazy. And and then mm. we actually like painted the face more and everything else. And, um, so anyhow, if you watch psychonautics and you can find the time code, for us and put it in the YouTube comments and you're the first one to do it. We'll give you a free shirt. So not the glow in the dark paint. There's another time where there's just, it's almost like a fight club, like uh flash frame. Um, but you can see it. You just have to look kind of close. Um, there's a flash frame of me with a dick on my face. <laughs> we showed it during the, um, we showed it during the uh, uh, we, uh, last year for Bicycle Day. We did a, a live screening and then and had the uh, producer and director and everything come in and comment on it. And we showed it and, and people enjoyed it a lot. And so I, I want to make that a highlight, but I don't want to look for it. So we'll give you a shirt if you find that little Easter egg. I've uh, seen that and, film like two or three times and I still didn't ever catch mm -hmm. that. Do you know the origin of Easter eggs in like movies and stuff? Um, not even close. I was going to say I Gone guess, with the Wind. Maybe there's like an extra plantation in the background or something. And I guess then, in the um, in in the origin uh, in the filming of the rocker uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show or whatever is that? That's the, the first the Easter movie? egg. That's like from the nineties. I guess on set they did an actual Easter egg hunt and didn't recover all of the Easter eggs. And so in the actual film, there are actual Easter eggs oh. that you can spot in certain scenes. Kind of like how the first uh, bug in a computer was a literal bug on the motherboard or true? something. That's what I remember hearing. I need to go confirm wow. that. But I think it was a literal bug like messing with the, the wiring. Hmm. So yeah, it was literal Easter eggs. What other things are literal from the beginning? Like uh, fire. Fire is called fire because they made a fire and then they called it fire. Edit all um, that out. Edit everything I've ever said out. We we celebrate Easter, Jesus rising from the dead, because Jesus literally rose from the dead. <laughs> and, uh, and he guy. literally died for your sins. <laughs> and God literally created you in his image. And women were literally created from your rib. And they literally <laughs> ate the apple from the literal tree. 
Uh, sending a literal us snake told it to. <laughs> that would be a great new Bible. Like, you know how there's Bible for the teenage <laughs> sick chicken soup soul? Like, do the literal Bible and be like, literally, God created the heaven and the earth. Literally, on Sunday, he rested. And then people are really sold because it's it's spelling it right the out for you. No metaphor. <laughs> the literal Bible. Oh man, people are really stuck on that one too. It's weird. It's weird that uh, yeah. The the funny thing is because like we talk so much on this show about the importance of beliefs and and uh, and you know so much of our beliefs aren't perfect and subjective, and we tell ourselves stories to get up and get motivated and get out of bed in the morning and do this and that and dream and, and develop a sense of morality and all of all that. But that's the, the holding on to them so tightly <laughs> of like, yeah, but like a guy didn't actually come back from the dead and like, <laughs> Like it wasn't a real ghost didn't come back. And then there was like a wound that someone put their hand like that didn't actually happen. And it is like sort of important if you're like, you're like, hey, we shouldn't be able people should behave this way because a guy came back from the dead. Like, you, know, you got to think of another reason why people need to be like, after women have sex, they should hang upside down from the ceiling <laughs> for because a guy came back from the dead. Uh, well, no, you're going to need to think of a different reason why you think women need to hang upside down from the ceiling for like semen or <laughs> I didn't even know that something. one. No, it's not. I'm just like making up a weird, you know, like, but you can't, you can't just like, it, it, like it matters a little bit. Like we have an issue with with uh, with our uh, our new studio. There's like running a diagnostic issue. Like, oh, is it this this one part or this other part or a graphics card? You can't just go. Oh, well, you know, it's probably just like a guy rose from the dead, and it's all meant to be. And you know, so. Yeah, it's a camera ghost. <laughs> camera <laughs> spirit what? is still stuck inside <laughs> of the, the camera. Like, but it's but people can I, it's so uh, beliefs are so of we were talking about entropy in an interview we did today. We we're talking about with entropy CBS, today. If we're allowed to yeah. say that. Not with just yeah. Mark's podcast or something. CBS. Mm. No offense, Mark. Love all your podcasts. Mark, you're great. But we we were talking about entropy and just how horrifying it is. And but that's physical entropy. Ideas aren't subject to the sort of same entropy. Like belief systems aren't subject to the same. They can just keep growing and expanding and everything else. And you could you can any belief that you had or you were like it's actually not. You don't actually need it to like, it's not the linchpin keeping all the wheels on your drive. It's more like, like most entropy works, like we're allowed to be here and have this physical form. And it's like a sand castle that we're able to build and sustain. And then eventually it goes back into sand. Ideas and beliefs are like, if you're at a beach and just sandcastles are just popping up, forming <laughs> themselves out of control 
and you every time you knocked one down, ten more sandcastles just started popping up and forming <laughs> everywhere. They're like they're not in a limited supply. Is <laughs> all so I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it'd be so it, much easier if they were <laughs> like oh my first. I mean that's not a good thing to wish for because maybe some people do have that. It's like yeah, I get one idea a month. I have what we call neural slow diadephy. <laughs> I, I think in real time, like, you know how you think a thousand thoughts a minute, but then you speak one sentence per sentence. I think one sentence per sentence in my head. Imagine thinking as slow as you talk in your head. Hmm. I could go to the store now, but if I waited, it would be less traffic. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know, I guess like it's always, it's always just like been a little weird because sometimes I'll, I'll talk about evolution to like even friends or whatever that are like religious or whatever else. And someone, sometimes I'll just see someone be like, huh. So what's, what's this all about? <laughs> like if it's not that, what's this all about? I was like, ah, it's about like a zillion different things. Don't worry about it. Like you'll come up with a thousand more things that all of this is about. You couldn't stop your brain from constructing meaning and purpose and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. <laughs> infinite stories. And not to, not to knock on, I mean, we have to preface all of this with, you know, not to knock on the, and not to knock on anyone or religion or anything, right. but I was so surprised to find friends of mine in my, in their thirties who've abandoned their religion because they traveled for the first time and then realized mm -hmm. like, well, I met these like, you know, Jewish people in Israel. And I thought like, that doesn't make sense that I'm just going to heaven and they don't like they were brought up with, but the fact <laughs> yeah. that they didn't learn about it till they're in their thirties. I just wanted to ask like, Oh, you're, you're dumb. <laughs> I know. I know. I wonder if I got lucky because I had a Muslim friend, like, so, which was just unusual. Like, it was, I just happened to live a half a block away from the Muslim in my city. <laughs> like, happened to be my age. And oh, so damn. Proximity. And we happened to be. So I was Pray like, five times a day? Yeah, yeah, like the whole the or whole the spiel. outfit. I guess uh, the outfit's not as common. No, like with Jews, the yarmulke is kind of like if you're serious about it, the yarmulke is probably present most of the time. Depending yeah. on how serious, I don't know. I don't know how granular all this gets. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. It, I, I think there's a lot of individual differences. It's weird because a lot of Jewish people that I know just like don't believe in any of like the <laughs> actual God stuff and believe a lot in the actual like rituals still yeah. of the thing. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's very practical. And I love hearing about, you know, the Kabbalah or the, the Torah and there's lots of little numerology things or wise statements and wise tales and things like that. And it's very not about a heaven or a hell or a, a Messiah or a, even God. Yeah. Like they don't really personify God that much. Yeah. Like, like Zach Sherwin, Brilliant. one of like the yeah. smartest people I've ever met in my life. 
uh, in, in case someone thinks like, oh, I'm make I'm calling religious people dumb or something like that. Um, it, in and uh, it's all. I don't think no, like, anyone huh, thinks Jews are dumb. I don't think that's a stereotype. Uh, uh, yeah, that's not a thing. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I, it's, it's uh, it's always weird. So that was. I mean, when you're young, any differences you latch on to anyway. So even though we were like really good friends, it was still like the food their parents cooked and stuff was like, what is this weird stuff? <laughs> you know, like when you're six, you know, just everything seems strange and that's different. It's funny because it's it's uh, everything is weird everything is strange it's not it's just that you don't see it in your own things like of course every other religion looks ridiculous or whatever <laughs> like look at us right now like out of context any other culture or whatever that's never heard of easter like look at look at me <laughs> like people are watching this like that's just the boys again <laughs> and but someone else would be like what this is and they do this for entertainment they dress up like this <laughs> and, but it's of course it all looks it's the it's just like I guess it's the just the judgment that comes along with it or or not realizing that your particular like traditions and stuff are just as ridiculous or bonkers to yeah. someone outside. It's just the human experience is a ridiculous thing to be a part of. And it just sometimes takes seeing like a different culture outsider or something like that or a different way of living or being to realize how peculiar existence is but some some people just are like well i guess they're weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is when the real trouble starts which do you, not seeing have you looked yeah. into why it's because how did eggs and a rabbit because rabbits don't even lay eggs there's eggs Fertility. or rabbit and then there's uh the the savior um dying and resurrecting Spring and fertility stuff. I, I think so. I didn't. I didn't do a deep dive into the history of Easter because this is a pagan like, hijacking again, like with Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, ah, this old fucking. Rigmarole. We'll take that too. What you got? Colorful <laughs> eggs and bunnies sounds good. Can you throw some? Yeah. Can you throw some plastic hay in there too? <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> I think it's just called Easter hay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder. What? Because bunnies like hay a lot. That's uh, rabbits. Rabbits eat. If you have a pet rabbit, don't feed it carrots often. Anyway, why not? That's it goes. Tr- its vision treat. gets too, too good, sugar. and it takes over. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I see your soul. <laughs> it knows too much. I had a I had a pet bunny as the first pet that I had. It fell into um this this thing Q in our house it was like uh it it used to uh, I, I live in a house that used to all of the heat used to be wood uh from uh, a, a fireplace that's cool and there was like except a for living it to, but hearing about it is cool it was so cold and uh and so you would it was like a shortcut to dump wood into the basement and a rabbit got into this little chute thing and uh a a little bunny and my dad built a some sort of 
cage for it to be outside and despite all its rage it it was it was filled with rage (laughs) it was i remember don't they have red eyes too am i making that up but bunnies sometimes have red eyes Oh, I think you might be right there. At first, when you said it, I'm like, what? Come on now. And now I'm like, yeah, you might be right. I was so young when this happened, and I haven't taken a look at rabbits in a while. But they're, because there's, because humans domesticated rabbits for a lot of things. They domesticate them for agriculture and stuff. And then, and then, because you can eat them and and they're fur, and they, they're lawnmowers. Crazy. They the the what? Oh, I said. Do they use them as lawnmowers? Oh, that's interesting. I I think they actually don't eat a lot of grass. I think they eat, but but yeah, they're they're cheap to they're cheap to feed. They're they're herbivores, so they don't. uh, Yeah, and then they just process a bunch of energy from crap we can't eat, and then you can (laughs) eat the rabbit stew. Everyone. Everyone, even golems like rabbits is, um, <laughs> and yeah, they have, they have these, these 180 degree ears or they can spin independently in 180 degrees cause they're just like little satellites for That's hearing cool. and their, and their eyes too see like about 180. So they have panoramic vision because everything's trying to eat rabbits just <laughs> everything because they're so they reproduce so fast and so there's like there's hawks and uh and cats and and uh like all sorts of like weasels and just every anything foxes and stuff just anything that is that some red is. queen effect going on because they're so highly uh you know prey targets or predator targets that they have to reproduce fast and a lot because we don't know how long we're going to be here yeah and they're so wholesome too they occupy both they're they're naughty world and the wholesome world Uh, the naughty world like just that we like you know they're getting it on like rabbits oh when you think of that it's like rabbits are very wholesome but also it's the playboy logo which it just occurred to me that that is a maybe that's why because his rabbits reproduce a lot. Maybe that's why. Ah, and they wear ears like this, sense. or at least they used yeah. to. I don't even know if they're still a Playboy mansion. It's probably just a content house now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a TikTok house that makes nothing to do with that. Or maybe they still put out m- magazines. Who knows? Uh, that, uh, Hugh Hefner would just, he was like in his 90s and playmates would just take turns just plopping down on his old fucking boater, the, the next yeah, one dust. and then the next one. <laughs> and I heard that he would, he would do that while watching videos of him. Like there'd be all these screens around and videos of old uh sexual experience is playing on it so he's just in like this when <laughs> in neo it. sees the architect in matrix and he sees like all those other versions of himself like he just did that in real life uh what a psycho <laughs> but you know gotta appreciate someone that knows what they want i guess But he just missed, he, he just like 
pe- people loved him and i'm sure he wasn't the maybe not the yeah. worst guy but certainly not the best guy either but he just he just missed the wave of mm-hmm. um when he would be clearly not acceptable today's standards <laughs> i yeah so they're they're incredibly uh for they they have um i i think they who brought them so they started in spain and then merchants tried to like introduce them somewhere else and they'll just they proliferate so quickly so a, a female um well females and, and males uh become fertile within three months of being, of being existing alive, oh wow of existing wow. <laughs> and then gestation period is one so if you're if you're a female uh rabbit and you're born within three months you can get pregnant and then you got about a month of of gestation and then i guess the like the moment after they give birth or like within days they can get pregnant again, which doesn't make a whole, that must be like in ideal like conditions. Like if you're feeding them a bunch or something, because usually mammary glands shut down reproduction so that it, because it's only so much energy, like, but I know some, some species of rabbits during winter time and times of scarcity, they just, they don't become, they aren't fertile. Mm. Uh, like, like they won't, uh, they'll reserve, uh, like, like female marathon, uh, runners that, that lose too much body fat, can't uh, stop menstruating and, and, or stop ovulating. One. They can't stop ovulating yeah. after they've or, lost too much weight. No, they stop ovulating. Oh. Yeah. Cause their body's like, yeah, we don't have enough. There must not be enough resources out there right now. We'll wait till there is. I wonder if that's good or bad from their perspective. I don't know if that's a feature or a bug. I have no idea what it feels like to be ovulating. It's like, oh, I kind yeah. of miss ovulating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I did hear that ultra marathon runners are often like the least expecting looking person. It's like often a small uh, woman that looks like just a, a literature professor or something, not like tall or muscular or anything, just not looking out of shape, but not looking in great shape either. But they can run ultra marathons and the night before they eat like two large meat lovers pizzas and uh, a a whole pint of or not a whole pint a pitcher of beer sometimes and Mm. they just they just do it wow eddie f's or not eddie f eddie izzard he's a marathon Um, runner or ultra marathon runner or she's a marathon she i think i think she's she now but yeah yeah hard to keep track but better just use all of them just to be safe yeah, well, call everyone everything just to be safe. Except that works bad too. I think it's Eddie still, but anyway, um, uh, regardless, ultra marathon uh, runner and uh, cool, nice person. Um, you ever open for Eddie Izzard? No, because he does one man shows. But yeah, we, we, we've hung out and stuff. I've been to. We, we had the same manager for a while. Um, yeah, I, he was. He was actually like one of the people. I was like, oh, that's when I started doing one man shows. I was like, oh, there's someone that's having success doing that, even when not all of his stuff was like exactly what I was used to being my cup of tea. It it at least pointed me in the. Like I didn't have anyone to look to 
when I decided that I wanted to do like mm. one man show type things. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So one. naturally funny too. There is mm. some earlier specials I downloaded forever ago in the early internet where half the stuff I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get the references, but just the cadence yeah. and the quickness of all of it, you couldn't help but, but just love right. the performance kind of also exuded that Robin Williams energy. Mm. Like eh, eh, this, this, and you're like, is any of this even written down? This could have just been come up on the spot. I have no idea. Yeah. 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 Real talented. Um, and, and was a, was a street performer first before everything. Like painting, like, like silver painting. Like on a face. unicycle juggling <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was his, that was his, that's how he started doing crazy street performer stuff, which probably is how he got started being so like loud and wild and, mm. you know, because that's what you needed to be a street performer. Yeah. And then started in the fringe festivals and, and things, I, I believe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, rabbits fucking like rabbits. It is a, it's a true there. There's certainly, there's certainly recent. So, so rabbits and eggs have to do with fertility eggs being the, the sign of fertility that like pagans and I'm sure even people before pagans uh, looked uh, looked for as a, of a sign of fertility and new life. And they I guess, I guess they used to they started for Easter. They started dyeing them red and like beet juice um, for, like red velvet cake for Jesus blood, actually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Less tempting if you ask me, but. Uh, <laughs> then beet juice, get out of here. Give me that JC blood anytime. JHC blood. <laughs> so that's, I guess that's where the origin of, of the dying of the eggs came from. Um, and, but rabbits are, so, so yeah, so you're, so get this, you're a female. So they're having, they're having between one to 12, uh, in a litter averages around like five or six. And so, uh, within three months, you're fertile, uh, you, you can get pregnant month of gestation, then you can potentially get pregnant again, um, uh, right away, but either it can take, I think it takes about three weeks for bunnies to leave the nest. So, uh, my, my guess is, is that it's, it's usually like not exactly right after in in many cases but they say that uh that rabbits typically have like i'm talking about peter cottontail rabbits there's a lot of rabbits out there but they all generally are about the same they started getting domesticated um more and more in like the 1950s was when they really people started having them more as pets and things mm -hmm. and they started selecting for like i oh, like let's make cute ones too before that it was just like what's like a meaty fat rabbit yeah. that we can eat and get and so they get selected for fur type you know and cuteness and just depends on what our needs were it's so weird yeah we love making it into that. our needs what's this <laughs> mostly like, seeds let's make it mostly yummy goo stuff and then make the seeds like not that effective and we'll have to just replant it every time <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, there's a, a potentially somewhere between one to seven litters in a year, uh, a rabbit can have, uh, and I think an average of like three or four 
in a year. So if so they that's didn't like, get hunted down, they could like fill up the surface area of the earth in like two years. And they almost, they were brought into Australia. Someone's like, got too lazy. We're going <laughs> to love rabbits here. Too lazy. No worries. And then they just ate all that's how many rabbits there were. They just ate all of the vegetation <laughs> in like the largest country in the world. And uh and like 70 years ago, they developed a virus to spread it to kill off the rabbits, which they still have like a little bit today, but they've evolved to like live with it and everything. And it killed off like a lot of the population. We almost Damn. lost Imagine Australia that your to job. rabbits. Like you go to medical school and study biochemistry or something, and then it's like, oh, this the last six months I've been working on this rabbit virus that's going to kill like <laughs> five billion rabbits, bringing the population down to a cool four mil. <laughs> yeah. Now they don't do things like that. They'll trap rabbits and, and stuff when they get out of control in areas. And you know how they do that? Uh, with a metal cage? With carrots. With... Uh, fake termination. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, ferrets actually. They they send <laughs> determination as well, but they'll, they'll put like little nuts and stuff up, and then they they'll just stick a ferret in a in a burrow, and ferrets will just weasel around in there and been nip at rabbits and herd the rabbits out of their holes. They'll pop out and into a net, and then you just oh. grab them. What happens so to the ferret? I I, I I kill it afterwards. Oh, uh, did you no, ever? No, it's, it's, it's someone that it's someone that owns. <laughs> it's someone that owns and breeds. <laughs> Do you remember that Paris. Simpsons where um, Bart rescues these eggs, and it turns out to be these lizards that laid their eggs in the bird's nest, and then the lizards come out and eat the the pigeons, and then lizards overrun Springfield, and yeah. they kind of they like that. They're like, hey, we had a pigeon problem. It's good that the lizards came and took over everything and then lisa asked what what happens when the town is overrun by lizards and it's like no don't worry we'll import the snake that feeds on those lizards yeah, what yeah. happens when the, the the lizards or the snakes are uh, overpopulating oh well we have this like silverback gorilla that we can fly in that yeah. also feeds on snake meat what happens when it's filled with gorillas like that's the beauty of it all when winter rolls around the gorilla simply freeze to death <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And like, it's fun thinking now that, oh, that's totally based in reality. Something very similar oh, yeah. to that happened. Like, we'll bring in this thing to get this thing out and then that'll kill that thing and that'll kill that thing. And then eventually uh, we'll deal yeah. with that last threat later. Yeah. Now, now they're, now it's, uh, they've gotten more and more away from that. They've, they've shifted from like, maybe we shouldn't be spreading viruses around <laughs> to, to like, maybe we shouldn't be introducing new species like this to, uh, cause now they'll just, uh, like mosquitoes or something. They'll just alter the DNA and make it so that, uh, um, any, any male, um, that impregnates a female, uh, this, this male's, sperm only makes males and then those sons never thought of mosquito sperm once in my life males and so eventually there's just not females to have uh to have kids that you can get rid of you can breed mosquitoes utopia out all football way. and xbox uh, 
but then there's bats and things <laughs> that need to eat mosquitoes. So it's it's always tricky. But get this, a a a, a rabbit. So so that's like so if you're having say you have seven litters and um in and you're having like five or six uh to a litter so maybe you're getting like 40 40 children in a year but if you think about you're a female and then three months later you're able to get pregnant month later you're having kids but then those kids three months later are able to get pregnant and have from the time that you exist within a year, you could be a grandma. <laughs> and then from there, it's like in your lifetime, which in the wild rabbits are living like one, two years. And if you have a pet rabbit, you can maybe expect like seven years out of it, you know? So if it's not getting eaten by something or getting diseases or whatever else, it can keep on cranking stuff out. I think the record's like 15 years. So you could just be like a great, great, great. It'd be like, let's see. So that's that's like four, about, you could have about four generations a year for 15 years. It'd be like 60 about 60 generations. Wow. That's like almost, and still be alive and have something 60 generations in like really ideal con conditions. That's, that's almost because Jesus was 2000 years ago. 2022 humans, years ago. 2022. Um, and if humans were like a generation's like 25 years. So that's 400 40 it's like 80 jesus was like 80 generations ago so a rabbit a rabbit can see like a half of a jesus worth of generations <laughs> like in, in its of descendants like imagine meeting one of your ancestors as like a thousand that alive like a thousand <laughs> years ago you could just like go and visit like what was it like a thousand yeah <laughs> but the difference ago. though is with us um each generation represents a different like technological landscape cultural landscape everything landscape and with yeah. rabbits like not that much is different 80 generations right, like they still it's are happening so fast yeah maybe they're in an environment where the, there's a dvd player instead of a vcr but they don't care about that mm -hmm. must be so weird being animals in the last 50 years before everything was kind of the same but we're really ramping up the changes here oh so yeah. like just being an animal like okay you're doing what now okay I thought you already had the screens, but I guess you'll get more screens. I guess you'll look at them even more. Oh, okay. That wasn't even the main screen you were looking at. Now you're putting them directly over your eyes. Huh. I wonder if I'll still get fed. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, well, there's not that, that, uh, uh, there's species going away. Oh, I was, I, I got looking into, um, I got looking into different, there's like different frogs and things that will reanimate because I was thinking. What, you I mean they come I back from the literal dead? Oh, the ones that hearts stop for like 10 minutes yeah, to pretend to be dead. Uh, there's that, that there's one, there's ones that will freeze. There's like, sm there's like tadpoles and things like that and, and different things that can just freeze 
and literal literal like zero degree or not zero degree kelvin but you know like temperature freeze or just no movement freeze just freeze like temperature freeze like there's things that have been reanimated after 30 years of being frozen cool but they (laughs) froze themselves yeah how do they freeze themselves they go to a place that it's cold oh yeah 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 they're in some like cave that oh, gets okay. colder than normal or an avalanche happens or oh i thought they had like, like some blue fluid or something that like <laughs> they 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 have the storage of blue fluid and then another chemical interacts with it causing a chain reaction of freeze and then they wake up 30 years later i didn't look much into it but i i figured i figured it would be a fun one for maybe next halloween we'll look into different type of zombie-ish reanimation type behavior yeah 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 and uh we did a little bit but we didn't deep dive we talked about like the reanimation of um of corpses or something but not literal reanimation just like briefly Mm mm-hmm yeah, so there, there's things that, because there's things that's like a part of their natural process where they'll be, I, I think they they start their life like just before winter or something like that, and then they are frozen over. Or there's, yeah, there's certain frogs that just, that's what they do for the winter is they just freeze. That's how, instead of hibernation, they just completely freeze solid. Oh, yeah. And then spring rolls around and they just thaw out. <laughs> They're like, cool, moving around. I'm alive again. So, so amazing. Yeah. And we have and much to learn. There's uh there's cause another thing that I want to dive into a little bit because there's Lazarus species. Oh yeah, rest uh, in you, peace, David Bowie. Uh, you know, um, what what's that reference? Oh, his no. last music video when he was alive was Lazarus, and he, um, you know, steps away into the the closet of his hospital bed, and mm. kind of fades away, and this it's a whole thing. But yeah, basically the reference to the Lazarus raised from the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what were you going to say? That what, what um, non-David Bowie thing were you going to say? Well, there's Lazarus taxa, which is species that were thought to be dead. There's like missing fossil record where they, well, this thing's extinct because we don't see any more fossils and we haven't, in, you know, fossils stopped existing for thousands of years, at least as far as we found. And then one day they're like what the fuck is that thing <laughs> and it turns out there's still a species Ooh. so those are called lazarus so the dodo species. could still be Isn't alive yeah perhaps yeah. there's a mostly it's like fish you know it's like well yeah it was in the ocean <laughs> it was just in the, why did you yeah. presume it was extinct yeah we haven't even mapped 20 percent of there <laughs> Yeah, but then there was there was like a dog in South America and Brazil um, with webbed feet and stuff that can swim really well. Frog dogs? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, it looks a little more like a weasel and they assumed it was extinct. And, and in fact, that's a fun one because a guy, a guy discovered these bones of this dog thing in a cave. And was like, I've found an extinct species. And then the guy found the dogs <laughs> and was like, I found a new species. <laughs> and he didn't know because these dogs don't go to caves. And so he just like, 
one just happened to die in something. I don't know the, the story, but the same guy discovered an extinct species of like a dog type ish thing and then discovered in a live species of a dog and didn't connect in his life like he died not ever knowing that he <laughs> discovered the same his two big discoveries were the same the same thing that's a fun one and then and then we've talked about covergent evolution mm-hmm. on the show before do you remember what that is when they're evolving alongside each other because each other it's it's uh close um yeah that would be like uh yeah um uh, like symbiotic uh or um uh uh, what would you call that brain fart covergent is um is when um like sloths or weasel type things where where they've evolved there's there's like some species of weasel in Africa that's very much like almost a, very indistinguishable from a species in America, but they aren't related in any way. They don't have like a common ancestor. It's just like uh, anywhere where there's like a hole this shape, you can expect something to evolve that sort of looks like this that's going to oh, make its way around so, really so independent well. of each other they arrive at that because yeah, the, yeah. the scenarios both led to it kind of coincidentally but for, so for reasons they look the same yeah and then there's so there's ones so similar to the lazarus species there's species that are uh that were thought to not be extinct or or thought that that like oh we found this extinct species and it was actually just a very similar looking morphologically similar species that had co uh, evolved and usually science names are pure garbage but the Lazarus one nailed it yeah and and this one that i'm describing with the covergent really nailed it um and so it's a species that they thought was dead and then thought came back um or was rediscovered and still alive but actually wasn't you want to venture a guess you'll never get it which one but it's it's so much fun doug what Stan- it's called D- doug stanhopitis no oh. <laughs> um you'll never get it it's, but it's awesome uh it's the elvis taxa what is that <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the idea of Elvis coming back oh. from the dead and like all the different imper- Elvis impersonators. Oh, and, and yeah. <laughs> the King ain't dead. Tupac's not dead. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. not dead. Yeah, yeah. So they call those Elvis tags. There's only like a couple of them um, that I know of, but. Or uh, as far as I know, I don't know. But, I don't uh, know how the, I I get why Tupac might still be alive or was ten years ago or something. But the Elvis still being alive, he looked pretty dead while he was still here. <laughs> the man invented a peanut butter bacon banana sandwich. Yeah, and it's fried too. I think he invented that. I think so. Yeah, towards the end where he like just was really just trying to get the juices going again. Like he had done every possible combination of experiences to get uh, dopamine hits. And it's like, okay, this is really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. 
Which is a good, it's a good combination. I wouldn't recommend it every day or month, but uh, no, <laughs> huh? That's interesting. Yeah. And that, that's um, at the very least what was in it. I think he was just really piling everything on. Yeah. Yeah. You ever hear uh, the story of Alice Cooper and Elvis where Elvis was trying to show him a, a karate move during his karate phases and he gave him a gun like a loaded gun, Alice Cooper, to like, okay, now point this gun at me and I'm going to show you my tricks, how to knock it out. And then as soon as Alice Cooper was holding the gun, there was a a, a, a devil on his shoulder and an angel on his shoulder. And then the devil saying like, you can be the guy that killed Elvis. And then the <laughs> angel is saying like, you could be the guy that wounded Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and then before he knew it, like he had done this, uh, you know, quick move on him and taken the gun out of his hand. But he was just imbued with so much power in that moment in true uh, Alice Cooper marketing, branding, memorability, shock fashion. Didn't Elvis become a sheriff or something like that? Or oh, I don't that, know. Maybe. You know, once in a while, they're just like, hey, Shaquille O'Neal, you want to be like a sheriff? <laughs> <laughs> he does have a doctorate uh, Shaquille O'Neal has a, a PhD it's like humor, one of those right? maybe let's ask Dr. Peter McGraw if I he sees him humor. in the break room ever <laughs> when you're at all those humor academic parties do you ever see a man around seven foot seven foot one I just saw Dr. Peter McGraw or I just talked with him at, uh, rather how's he doing he had a uh, has he been benignly violated any recently? Well, <laughs> he actually, uh, oh boy, I wonder if I can say this. Uh, oh, he, now you gotta. He had a, it was his birthday. He had a, he had a really fantastic mushroom trip um, uh, on his birthday. Allegedly. And we're not talking about Alleg uh, Dr. Peter McGraw. We're talking about our friend Pete Holmes. Yeah, it's okay. funny because he's like, and I'm realizing it's all bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Oh wait, that was his first psychedelic experience. <laughs> no, he, he's he's had some mushrooms oh, in the past. I I think that that's okay to. <laughs> I think that's okay to say. Yeah, and um, we didn't specify what kind of mushrooms. We didn't specify what kind yeah. of experience. <laughs> we didn't specify where. We didn't specify that the words that we're speaking are English. This could be a different language with the mouth sounds having a completely different meaning than what the law is currently interpreting it as. So we're legally sound. I want to go sell Medicare just, to old people right now. Just, <laughs> that would be fun to... We could start putting... A disclaimer at the beginning of episodes. <laughs> That's what was that thing you just said? I that said was the, the following sounds are are a combination of sounds, sounds that may resemble English, but are is not English. You're you're interpreting it as English is on you. We are like legally saying that these are just random mouth noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking with the festival too, we have to have a legal disclaimer. Like, we are not guaranteeing that this does not turn out like Firefest with Ja Rule. We're not we're not saying it will turn out like that, but if it turns out no, like that. No, no, no. It's first of all 
if it turns out like that, it's not going to turn out like that. Yeah. It's 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 not a survival situation. Did you watch that documentary? I saw clips. Way? I mean, I know about the the, the disaster tents and the cheese sandwiches and everyone canceling. That, yeah, it wasn't that great, but it was it was first of all, we're, uh, our our tickets, the price that we're going for is uh probably going to be two two twenty two because what else could they be and uh and people will be able to bring their own whatever there will be food trucks there but we're not going to mess with liquor license we're not doing i don't want to do any vip upgrades other than each of our lunatics gets a yurt um there's only two extra yurts um after the team and so our two lunatics but that's only because it's funny mm-hmm. uh, to give our lunatics a year, not because it's like a part of a VIP package, and um, and I don't I don't want anything other than like no upgrades, no. So I looked around at what no, not none of that. It's just simple. Everyone pays the same. We're going to have a Patreon day beforehand for people that were patrons in the first year of the show. Maybe people that pay a full year ahead of, um, of Patreon ahead of time can qualify too. Boarding so group early. A. And then I think that I'm, I'm, I'm testing out the idea of seeing if people are interested, if any artists are interested, um, which, uh, which we need to figure out how we're doing that selection and vetting system. But the, because we don't, we want every it all to be. We're not going to charge a booth fee, but I don't think that we're going to like pay it. Like normally, an artist would pay a booth fee to be at a festival or whatever to sell there. We're just it's the same price for everyone, but artists will get to arrive even a day before that. So we have an artist day, so we get to meet all of the artists and hang out and potentially like. Uh, figure out if there's any like last minute materials or uh decorations or fun things that we can do hell yeah before patreon day shows up so i've been i've been talking with uh with everyone about getting that started and i almost confirmed so we have this we have one of our Camante de bufans is uh mike ryan and <laughs> And he has a business. I didn't find not this just out. any business. I, I was so he was a he he is a on on the highest tier on the Shane Moss page as well, and then also came over on the Mind Under Matter page and became a Buffon. And what happened was uh, when. When someone was like at the highest tier, I was like, "Hey, do you want like a big plug?" Or a plug? And he was like, yeah, I sell. He's like, I don't know. I have, I have this company boat carpet outlet.com. And I'm like, you sell boat carpet. That's amazing. And then I just went on, I don't even know what episode it was. I just went on a like 25 minute rant about boat carpets. And so boat carpets has been a thing for a while. And then we've riffed about boat carpet a bit. It's just one of those things like working in a crouton factory where people are like, what? And I won't look at a site. Nothing, because for the same reason that when I tell people I work in a crouton factory, 
like, I don't want to tell people like too much of what it was like. Cause I want people, whatever, like elves and things are in people's heads, making their croutons and stuff. Like, like I want people to just to imagine yeah, what a fireman like pole sort of into bigger. a big pile of seasoning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's my relationship with boat carpet. But I had the idea that like wouldn't it actually I, I, I think it might have even been um Michael slash Mitch Bridges who puts on campouts and stuff that I was hashing some stuff out with uh another one of our Patreon honey bears and uh, and we got talking about how we should have a boat carpet presentation with Mike. I right? love so then, that. I would bring a so notepad and take notes. <laughs> no, you would be on stage helping sell the boat carpet. Oh, even better. I want to make like an infomercial or something. Like I want to do something super silly. So I often, Ramin and I both work at night like super late it's not unusual for us to be working at like two three in the morning or whatever and sometimes that's like when my creative juices are going and i like i'll pop off some messages or something because i don't want to forget and i don't trust myself to have the same motivation the next day or whatever i'm like whatever send it and so it's like 1 30 or 2 in the morning or something like that yeah it's 1 30 in the morning uh so 2 30 Mike Ryan's time. Mike Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. And, uh, Damn, your short-term memory is leaving. And so I, it's one, th- <laughs> it's 2.30 his time. And I write him on Patreon and I go, hey, dude, you got to come to this. Because I, I think I wrote all the Buffons of hoping the Buffons will come. And I hadn't got heard back so i wasn't sure if the message went through and i was like hey dude you you got to come to the festival and give a boat carpet presentation it's 2 30 in the morning he's up he gets this message and he just writes back hey dude i'm drunk too right now and i was like no i'm actually perfectly sober No, this is how my brain actually works. This is not only works, this is the best it works. Like, this is peak hour for me. This is an idea I'm quite proud of. Completely lucid. (laughs) No, I seriously want you to, to do a boat carpet presentation. Man. So... Hopefully we're going to do that. The fest is going to be great because that's, that's the kind of cult that I want to, um, that I want to start is one that's dedicated to just pure silliness. Cause whatever our outhouse ritual is like, at least when we start it, it's not going to be a very serious thing. I can't, we can't control where it goes nope. in the future. A thousand years from now, it might be the most sacred place on the entire world, the mum outhouse or whatever. Who knows what happens through these games of telephones and everyone needing to make everything more than it actually is and needing these important 
important stories to live. But, but what we're starting is a weird fucking ritual <laughs> where we just make our own outhouse at a festival. Amongst many it. other things. <laughs> Amongst many other things. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. And just to um, clarify, still, we never said anything we've ever said is English. <laughs> Also, I never even said these pixels are are me. This is a random arrangement of pixels that our pixel randomizer does, yeah. which is located on international waters, too. So the, the way the, the pixels are being generated isn't even coming from America. Yeah. Random pixels from international waters that happens mm -hmm. to resemble a human with bunny ears currently yeah, yeah. making sounds that happen to resemble English at some point. Have you the the only thing that I have uh, that I have concerns about at all is not like because also like the uh, discords all set up. People are coming up with ideas and everything. The only thing is, is like I'm I'm working. Um, I'm already working so hard on everything. And I'm always I'm always like, hmm, I can't plan on my brain always being as productive mm. as it is right now you know so i'm making sure to take small because it also depends on how many people there are there like outhouse of course we can do that if, if there's just a hundred people but adding the book fair thing well if there's just a hundred people then it's just going to be like the hundred of us like mostly hanging out and doing a lot of the same things if it's 300 people then it's like oh 20 people can pop over here and listen to this book or what but i'm not going to like waste a bunch of authors times if if, if uh if there's not enough people to justify it so we're all we're sorting it all out which is the importance of going on on discord but i bring all that up because i've had the sense that people are kind of just excited right now with spring and launching projects and enthusiastic and people are motivated and, and yeah knock uh, on wood it sustains yeah, not we'll the see. feeling, but the um, you know, the the COVIDy stuff. Oh yeah, I'm uh, my hair is getting, my hair is getting messed up in my hair costume. <laughs> um, I, I can't see. Is that distracting? What the no. hair? I don't see a thing. Okay. Or cool. I don't see an just... abnormal thing. Also, distracting um, is fine. Yeah. So we could use some more the... distractions visually. I, I have uh, uh yeah because i the this seems to so again if this is someone's um like if they're new to the show we talked about this in in halloween and then the christmas episodes and then the saint patrick's day episode regarding lent uh, but so much of this stuff seems to just be like uh, managing winter, like mostly like, okay, here it goes. Oh, winter time. And then all the way till the end of winter. And that's like, okay, we're free. And then you have a celebration to be like, and now we can live and have eggs and think about boning like rabbits and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, both physically, but also giving, giving life to metaphorical ideas and 
and creating like new projects and and things like that. It seems like that must have just always um, been the case, especially with farming and yeah and things back when there was that, which there's not farmers really anymore. Isn't that weird that like you saying there's not farmers anymore. My dad was just surrounded by farmers. My grandpa was a farmer. Both of my grandpas um, my, did a fair amount of farming. They got into doing other stuff as well. But uh, like my great-grandparents were certainly farmers. And I was like, what else would you be? There's yeah. like a few other things you can do. I think there's and just now this... if you meet a farmer, like I play pickleball with a farmer. And a I'm real like, one? Wow, a farmer. What do they farm? Huh. They don't just have like know. three lemon trees, right? No, I mean, I, I want a pig. Legit. You got to have like an orchard, some corn. That's not true. I mean, you can specialize large things. but And is this because big farming has taken over? Like the Amazon yeah, effect, mean, the, the Walmart effect, like eventually... Even the multicellular organism effect. Eventually, the lots of little things become part of the one big evil thing. Well, do you do you know how much you ever see one of those big fancy tractors, like modern day tractors? Um, no, my idea of it is still the 1980 yellow. <laughs> uh, You've seen a big John Deere fancy tractor. Oh, describe you it. Certainly. Uh, Actually, know, that's not Google. true. I've seen robot ones. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen the yeah, AI yeah. robot tractors. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. scroll past like them that. pretty you, quick, but yeah, you've seen it on on social media or TV or something like that. I forget that I'm in an area where I and I drive a lot and see lots of farmland. No, I see billboards anyway. for licorice pizza and lawyer billboards. That's all I'm surrounded by. <laughs> well, one of those uh, like AI-ish tractors, even one that uh, someone else drives. What do you think something like that runs? Um, uh, you mean money-wise, $50,000? Yeah. More like a million. A million per track? <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's like a million dollars to Damn. own a track. Like if someone owns a tractor, like that's a, that's a real flex. You could buy a you million tacos to... for that and just sell those. <laughs> Why even farm? <laughs> buy a million tacos. <laughs> and a bag of preservatives in case they go back. Bad. Just in case the million tacos go bad. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like that you consider yourself the practical one, too, in our Wait, when did I ever say that? You have big dreams of making, like, a small pipe. <laughs> That's you true. Want, That's very practical you, of me, yeah. You want a little pipe in every home. Um, I, yeah. So, so yeah, it's cost prohibitive. Like I, I remember when I was a kid, I would go to a farm and there were literally, it would be like an old McDonald farm with an old John Deere tractor mm. that someone could actually buy and fix themselves and whatnot. And, and you could go and feed pigs and there'd be cows that needed milking and everything. And now it's just like, 
how do you get into it? What are you just going to buy a million dollar tractor <laughs> and start getting into farming? It's not a thing anymore. Why can't you do it the old way? You can you just you won't can produce do like fast. organic and like free range and stuff like that. And then all that too is like, if you think you can just plant crops and just like, oh, we'll just do it naturally and like not worry about insects and things. Yeah, like, that's sure my, you got another thing coming. That's my problem with the trope of, I mean, I get it. I, I love, it'd be great if it was all communist and we didn't have to do anything. But when you see the anti-work meme of, you know, God, God gave us. Or not God, but you know, the universe gave us this. We could just be hanging out naked and eating fruit from the trees, but instead <laughs> capitalism. But it's like you forget that, no, there's still other things that are going to try it's, to eat that fruit. And if oh, we didn't yeah. selectively breed it, the fruit wouldn't have as much stuff in it. It'd just be mostly seeds and on and on and on. You don't, you don't go, go hop in a time machine, go back a uh, hundred thousand years and find me an edible fucking apple <laughs> and bring it back to me. You can't. Doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> not to say that, uh, you know, it has to be capitalism that would give us that, but just also that right. it's not There's as easy as can... like, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect and then was ruined. It's always been a chaotic struggle. Yeah. 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 I like that. Like Bitcoin is somehow going to change all of this. There's a, <laughs> There's a Bitcoin conference going on right now. My brother's so into Bitcoin. He's at it in Miami. And like, I looked at the, I looked at like the lineup and there's, there's like, there is not even, there's not a single panel, like even pretending to be doing anything good <laughs> in the world. Not a single one. Look it up. There's not a single one. What's it all one. about? Just gains? Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm just like, here's how you can get rich gaming this fucking thing. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Now we can all be fucking greedy, self-serving people. <laughs> wow. Yay. We've really revolutionized everything. Like, how are we going to build streets that way? I don't totally get it. You see, there won't be streets in the future. There will be a, a wallet <laughs> and you'll have a, a address for it. And then you can make a street there and sell it. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it, hopefully it will. Someone will explain it to me in some way. If it's actually decentralized, that's good. But I think the argument is that it's not necessarily decentralized with the way it's going mm. now. And there's people fighting for both. It's a it's a mess of a thing. But as we've said yeah. before, it's uh, there's good and bad with it. But I think it'd be cool to have um, where where ownership is verifiable, decentralized, diddly, not you you can't fake mm -hmm. it it's if you own something an asset digitally or physically it's like it's on record barring no yeah. emp from or solar flare thing taking down the electrical grid but bitcoin might be all sorts of good but it's not not capitalism if i looked at that festival and you take the word bitcoin out of it <laughs> everything is the most capitalist <laughs> shit i've ever seen in my entire life it's not it's like celebrities and here get your whale class ticket where they'll drive you around and 
golf carts and do and, and you can get blown by sushi <laughs> while you do the things and that's I want to get every, blown every, by sushi I'm in now every, that's every every bit of it you could be a whale you, you for like what's a whale someone that has a thousand who, yeah, who invests like a large thousand dollars okay. yeah and then they'll introduce you to like network with the other major players and the like huh this seems like and it's fucking in Miami. It's like, okay, this is. Let me guess. Strippers blow too that you just don't put on the fucking thing. Yeah, this is capitalism. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, young folk, that you're just finding out now what capital. That's like the epitome of capitalism. So I don't know that it's saving us from it. It's the most ridiculous celebration of capitalism that I've that I've seen in some time actually I but maybe it, it will save the world or something or other yeah it's it's, it's too like, big of a thing to describe not that I disagree with any of that that is 100% it's just like right. nothing but celebrities and like shitty celebrities too it's like JP Spears <laughs> and it's like just awful celebrities it's just like edgelord celebrities <laughs> With Jordan money. <laughs> oh, Jordan Peterson knows finance now too. What uh, what doesn't that guy know? I want to go there. I want to be a whale and hear Jordan Peterson white weep about the future <laughs> of fucking finance for fifty thousand dollars. That's what I want to do because I'm changing the world. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'd love for you to be wrong. I'd love for for it to actually the my my prediction. If I was to bet money on it, it's going to make a lot of things great, and it's going to introduce a whole new series of problems that we didn't even imagine. And mm. it's going to be the the same old combination of utopia dystopia that we've got right now. Yeah, maybe even more so. Maybe maybe just more extreme. Yeah, I can get cupcakes delivered to my house within the next fifteen minutes, and that driver uh, is gonna drive by like sixteen uh, tent cities with yeah. fentanyl laced stuff that they didn't want or whatever. Seems like there's a lot of magical thinking, and this is like, this is going back to like why it's important to like when I have friends are like, well, you know. Uh, Christianity uh, works for me or whatever. And like the Jesus thing, uh, like, well, okay. But like, and if it's a metaphor or whatever and fine, and that's like, but like Lord of the Rings does that for me or like all these different shows. And, the, and it, it does actually like, this isn't, it's just there. There is value in getting down to the bottom of like, what is reality? Like I had a, I had a, uh, years ago, I used to buy lottery tickets, not a lot, but I'd buy them. And, uh, and sometimes I, I would notice I'd buy more to lottery tickets when I was the most desperate. Mm. That's when I would buy when I had the least amount of money to like Charlie blow. in the chocolate factory. He spent his last, uh, you know, five cents yeah. or whatever. And he's been saving it up for his whole life to buy that second chocolate bar. Cause the first one didn't have the ticket in it. But this yeah. one, this and one's going to have it. Yeah. And it and did. I, and I he just, lived happily ever after. <laughs> and I, but I remember thinking like, cause people will be like, well, 
you're just paying a dollar and you get to imagine, like, I know I'm not going to win, but I get to imagine, like, if I had $10 million, and like, well, I thought to myself one day, I'm like, well, I can just imagine having $10 million. Like, I, I don't need to pay a dollar. But the ritual, man, that. the ritual. And, no, my nose. It's it's worse than that. It's oh my god, your nose just died. Will it rise from the dead? That's why I've got scotch tape right here. <laughs> Even though the show is nearly over, you think I'm gonna miss having a nose the whole episode? Have you heard Seinfeld's speech where he gave that Cleo? He accepted the or he got that Cleo award, and he has this whole funny speech about how um, the the ad is always better than the product. And it's always disappointing when it arrives. And but but I don't care in between the commercial and the actual thing getting to my house. I'm happy. Like it's about uh, it's about that. That's interesting. And it, it's like, you know, it's tongue in cheek kind of like, no, I think buying material stuff is a good way to live your life. And if you don't think that way, you're not buying the right stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, but it was I guess the point is like I eventually realized that it doesn't actually work to just imagine that you have a hundred million dollar that you want a hundred million dollars. You have to buy that lottery ticket for it to really to really like oh I could when you actually check because a part of your brain does believe that it's real. You know, yeah, and a part of your brain believing that you're going to win a two hundred million dollar lottery is asinine, and it's like it's no way to like navigate your life. And so I just started thinking, well, what what other things like that do I do that are just like just not accurate that I are just stories that I'm what's another that one I'm telling myself and uh I'm gonna skip the one that, that <laughs> comes to my it, was, it, was, it actually changed my relationship with sex at the time because I would I realized that that like I would go to like such extremities of like I would I would fantasize like I I'd go like Oh, I need to like have a big fantasy right now to like, and then I'll, and then I'll like think of the gross things to like, and this is how I'll like <laughs> modulate my erection is these wild swings. And then I was like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, that's, that's not how you do it. Scarlett Johansson, my great grandma. <laughs> uh, exactly. Damn it. Who's another Ma Megan Fox, uh, my uncle Larry. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Good timing on the ear flop there. Uh, and, and then I realized that like, oh, if you just like actually just be in the moment more and picture reality a little more and then maybe just maybe just improve on that a little bit just give yourself like a little <laughs> or, or like wind down your excitement a little a little bit that's just that's just part of maturity if you if you ask me is just kind of homing in on a closer model of of reality because it's like even you're a kid you want to attach to that 
big fantasy story or whatever else. And then you, and then when it doesn't happen, it's just the saddest, worst thing in life. Couldn't be worse than this. And then over time, you just learn to tune into like closer and closer models of Mm. hope. Not, I mean, I feel like I don't have the attention span for either. I don't think I have the attention span for the big fantasy or the, or the realistic (laughs) one. Maybe that means I'm in the present moment, but it doesn't feel like it. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just telling myself another story. Oh, of course. It's all we're ever doing. Yeah. Yeah. But ours Um, is real though. Yeah. Ours is a little bit closer. Just well, there are things that we the real know thing. not that aren't true for sure. That's, that's true. The, that's the other thing we do. We can be like, that's not a thing. We can we can be like, hmm, mermaids. Like people used to believe in mermaids. Would be great to have a mermaid holiday. We've got rabbits, we've got reindeer, we've got uh, a little uh, kid in a diaper with wings. We've got jack-o'-lanterns. That must have been one of the advantages to being, to traveling, is you could come back with tales. Tall tales. You, you You could be, you could bring, like they would bring the tusk of the narwhal, uh, whale which is real and tell which is real and then they bring the tusk back and say it was from a unicorn but a narwhal is crazier than a unicorn uh, exactly why do they have to lie but they would say it was a unicorn and then a king or something would be like i'm gonna have my finest minds examine this Mm. and then they would look at him be like yeah that's a unicorn all right I don't, right. I don't remember the bit, but the uh, comedian John Ramsey, he had a bit about yeah. narwhals and he kind of related it to because he's Christian and he kind of related that to like, oh, you're telling me Christianity isn't real. Narwhals are real. He doesn't straight his, out his say it, it was like about that. unicorns. Oh, yeah, at yeah. First. And then I actually gave him the narwhal uh, line. Get out of uh, here. Within a, yeah, yeah. That's coming when full I, circle. I, Not only did you I, know the bit. I, I, and you, uh, yeah. you knew the bit correctly. You contributed the main element of the bit. Yeah, yeah. He, it was all about unicorns. And I was like, you know, there is a unicorn looking thing that actually exists. So like, it made sense with this bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just looked him up. So I, I went through, um, I had this great Too Easy, to, too easy Tuesday. Um, I've only had one bad one since I started doing it. Just horribly unproductive. Too hard, mate. Too hard. Too too hard, mate. Too hard Wednesdays. Too many worries. Um, and (laughs) medium difficulty Fridays. (laughs) But I had, uh, uh, I switched from Android to iPhone and my old phone had gotten wet last summer and it just resets on its own on its own various things make it reset more often and apparently trying to transfer data into a new phone is one of those things that makes my old uh, wet damaged phone uh reset itself so i couldn't do anything so i had to start fresh and i could get all of my contacts and that was just all of them in a row i think i talked about this in a bonus episode 
but I, instead I just decided to manually, I tried a bunch of different things before people are like, why didn't you do this and that? I tried, I called Verizon. I did a zillion things. I want to literally tell people that if they have a problem be like, why didn't you do this and that? <laughs> why didn't you do this and that? Yeah, I got to go. Just make sure you do this and that. But I, I manually went through and cause it's, I've had the phone for 18, 19 years or something like that. I've had the same number collecting contacts and stuff. I manually went through and manually took the ones that I actually wanted to keep. There's all the ones is like, who's that person? Oh, oh yeah, that person. But on the road for 17 years, putting like club owners names in my phone and stuff. And it came, I reconnected with all these people on Instagram and stuff that I hadn't talked to in a while. And John Ramsey was just a, a person that I was like, Oh, I wonder what he's up to. I wonder if he's doing anything. It didn't look like he was, uh, at least on Instagram anyway. No, he's a he's real man. Shows. He like, he like defends, um, underprivileged people in court. He's a lawyer. I think he still does mm -hmm. stand up sets. He has, kids he has adopted kids he's got a uh, he, he does it all he's a real uh i, I mean he would still be, he would be humble about it. i'd be like no i'm far from perfect but he's actually perfect he's, yeah. he's like the perfect he's model of human guys. of doing the right thing and and is very also smart, funny very funny and yeah back in the day he would not be at open mics and then like for a year would show up and then arrive with a perfectly formed 10 minute bit with like tags and stuff that he had just rehearsed in front of the mirror. And he was mm -hmm. one of those guys that could come up with gold without having to rehearse it. And, you know, mm -hmm. we missed him a lot and, uh, it hasn't been the same since he passed away, but luckily he resurrected and he's still here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, um, and I erased That's his death memories. from the history, too, to make things not confusing. So you're not going to find any evidence of him ever having passed away. Uh, well, everybody, this was our uh, uh, we did it. This is our first Easter episode. We got uh, we got dressed up for me started falling apart just at the end. Um, uh, thanks to all of you who have support us on Patreon, um, where you can get your own episode for five dollars why not wait three weeks or two months and then decide to join patreon well because every week we do another art episode and that perfect ramin art piece that you want a whole episode about dedicated specifically to you we say your name someone we say else your is going to yeah, someone else is going to pick it before you. The um, the amount of Ramin art you're going to pick from is vanishing by the week. It's a, it's there's a limitless supply, and we're going to keep on having episodes forever. But that perfect piece that meant so much to you, someone else is going to scoop up that episode before you. So get on Patreon today, and you'll get that Discord link to check out. The Mind Under Matter Festival. It's September 9th through 11th. Uh, never forget. Um, and uh, if you're on Patreon a day early on the 8th, you can also camp until Monday the 12th. Uh, so just so you know, in terms of if you're thinking about checking flights and, and that sort of thing. But especially if you're on the East Coast, if you're within some reasonable drive, 
it's uh, you're going to get to bring your own camping gear and everything else. But I also uh, I'm supposed to be hearing back soon about um, about glamping, have someone setting up glamping for people. So people that do want to pay, we're not making money off of that. That's just going to be a whole separate thing where you can just pay this company to set up glamping for you. If it's you're the same as the somewhere. other thing, but you just get some glitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so check all that out and we're, uh, we're hoping to, uh, have a wonderful time and meet all of you there. And, uh, yeah, on discord, I've I've laid out a whole bunch of plans already. So you can be involved. We get to put the, the festival together organically together. I said together twice together together. So two weeks together. We're talking about uh, we're celebrating Bicycle Day and invented by Albert Hoffman, the French LSD guy. Yeah. So we're talking about psychedelics, which I know you guys will be interested in. And this is actually not a bad outfit for that episode (laughs) as well. (laughs) I might just wear the same. Why not? Outfit for Bicycle Day. We'll see. Um, and until next time, keep on salivating, honeys. Ding. Ding.